You are welcome to the Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Sele Gott. On this episode, my guests are Precious Aswai and Lua Tosin Oyalegon. They directed different parts of the anthology feature, Something Special. We talk about the first films they ever made, the three stories in Something Special, and working with a two-week-old baby. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Precious Antosin. You're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Hello. My name is Uluwa Tosin Oyalebo. And I am a filmmaker. Okay. I say thanks for having us. Okay, so now can you guys um, give us like proper introductions? Um, tell us who you are, what you do. Um... Yeah, what you have been up to. All right. So um my name is Uluwato Sin Oyalego. I am a filmmaker. Um I would say I am a producer director, although with a little bit of writing skills and um cinematography skills. Yeah. All right, precious. Okay. Hi everyone. Um my name is Precious Aswai. Um, equally a young filmmaker like Tosin. Um, I specialize in directing, but of course I have other experiences in um, the other areas of production, editing, lighting, and editing and writing in particular. I've been in this since um, 2016, majorly, and so far so good. It has been great. And yeah, we were able to make something special and Okay. Okay. Um, Tosin, when did you start filmmaking? Something around 2016 also, because, uh, yeah, let's say 2016, 2017, because that, that would be the, the um, that, that was around the time I made my first film also. Okay. All right. So, yeah, tell us, tell us, um, you know, the whole story about how you got into filmmaking. Was it a friend that invited you to set or... You know, you've always wanted to do it since when you were a kid. Hmm. I think for me, I think I fall into the category of people who say they've always wanted to do it since when they were a kid. Because I, I can remember wanting to do film as early as JSS um, 1 or 2. Okay. You understand? So at, at the time for me, I, I don't know what, what brought it up, but um, I, I think I grew up in a family of uh, creatives. Yeah. You understand? My dad was, um, my dad is and was an educationist and, uh, you know, was into fine arts and all, 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 the, all stuff like that. So we used to draw, paint, do art and craft. So we were already in the uh, creative uh, world, you know. Uh. In fact, I remember I used to create. Um, I used to create uh, my own world with um, paper. We had a room to ourselves when we were kids, and we would create our own world and you know do all sorts of things as a kid. So it started. I think it started for me. It started from there, and I grew into. Uh, you know, as a kid, you would watch animations and all those stuff. So I think at first I wanted to do animation because we would draw. Um, uh, we would draw, uh, we would do comics and all those stuff. So yeah. we were a fan of um, Super Strikers and the, and the like. So mm-hmm. 
Um, at a point, I grew into watching movies with my dad. I can remember the movie that uh, that uh, struck the cult for me was um, um, this movie titled Twenty Four. It was it was a theory. Yeah, yeah. It was Twenty Four that struck uh, that struck the cult for me. I I I was just moving from being a kid who, who liked watching uh, who, who liked watching cartoons to watching um real life um, movies and that was the first uh, movie that caught my attention and myself and my dad would watch this movie together and i just i just liked the organization as, as early as as possible for me i was already paying attention to the their production ethics because mm. i could see the difference between their production and our production. I didn't like watching Nigerian films at the time. Yeah. Because it didn't give me the satisfaction I got from these uh, international films. So as early as possible for I didn't I didn't even know it was my dad that noticed it. You understand? And he noticed it and he was like, Do you like film? Do you like the idea of doing film and all that? And I think I said I, I said yes. So that was where the journey started for me and the plan to go to film school was already put in place as early as that. So I went to film school and, and after that it has been from doing videography to trying to make a feature film. Okay. Um, Precious, how about you? Okay, so many times when I hear people talk about how they got that, um, how it started when they were young, I always wonder why it wasn't the case for me because <laughs> I think for me, the whole idea of filmmaking started pretty late. And um, I think that was because earlier in my life, like I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I moved from wanting to be a vet to wanting to be a doctor. And I think being a banker came to mind on music as well. Before filmmaking, I think I was so much into music and that whole started with um, church, being the choir, all of that. And um, with wanting to go into school, um, further my education, ND and all of that, um, I got an admission into two different schools. And one of them was to study mass communication. And then the other was to study film and video technology. Even before that, I think I had gone into a training with acting. Yeah. And um, that was just basically for me to have to fill up my time with and just learn something so that I'm not like living life wastefully. So um, I was going to pick between going for mass communication and going to study film and video production. Yeah. And um, I wanted to choose mass com, but um, my wife at that time um, told uh suggested what she wasn't my wife at that time we were um, so like we were just dating um she advised me to go for filmmaking and i think um before then i had sort of like began to develop an interest in acting and sort of like um, things behind the camera yeah. and um, making that decision to go to to study film and video um, production film school sort of like brought up that desire to fully go into this as a career um so school days um i made a sh 
my first um, short film titled Say Something. And um, after that, the experience with that and wanting to create and wanting to learn more and wanting to develop myself sort of like led into all of this. For some reason, I didn't find myself falling out of love for filmmaking because I noticed that I sort of like fell out of love for wanting to do music. It wasn't really about the fact that it is challenging. I think I have a pretty good voice with singing. So, um, but filmmaking just felt, it just stuck with me and... Um, ever since then, I've been doing this. Um, before even making something special, myself and Tosin, we did more video production for um, some brands and all of that. And we used that to sort of like get ourselves going and the experience with video production and all these little, little stuff sort of like um, helped us with experience in these different areas of um, filmmaking. And yeah, it led to us making our first okay um so for you precious um can you talk about you know that first film you made how was that whole experience for you um it was really challenging it was really um that was because so growing up i didn't have like a lot of um i didn't have that privilege, if I can use that word, of having someone who I can really learn from. Like, um, you know, when people have like, what a mentor, sort of like somebody to mentor me towards um, all these filmmaking stuff. And I really wanted to do something. So um, it was still in school and I just decided to put a few things together, write a script, got support from my dad um, financially and with some resources, got a few friends together and um, we made the film. was really challenging. Locations were a lot for only God knows why. Um, the script was pretty long. I think at the end of the day, the short film was like 15 minutes or 10 minutes thereabout. Tosin was even in the, in the film. And at that yeah. time, I was more surprised that Tosin was even... In that um, was part of the people who was in the, was part of the crew members for that film because at, at that time we weren't this close. And when I look at the credit today, I'm, 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 when I look at the credit and I talk to him, I'm like, guy, I didn't even know you're this. You're part of the crew members in this film. But I think he remembered it a lot. And yeah, it was really challenging. The turnout of the film was terrible. When I look at when I look at it today, I'm really shocked. And I wonder if. It is this same guy who made something special that made um say something. Yeah. Funny enough, they have something in their title. So yeah. Okay. And I'm testing, how about you? How was that first film that you made? Well, um my first film came after two years in film school. So for, for so which, me, which film school did you go to? Um Pepsi. Okay. Um, is that the same one for Precious? Yes, we met at Pepsi. Okay. So um, by the time I got to film school, I I think I got confused. Uh. I think I got confused because, you know, when you, like, the, the, the school environment, you just, like, you just get confused. A lot, a lot of times you just get confused. And then I just have to be patient enough for my, to, to feel ready to make that uh, film. I, I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was ready to make a film by the time I even got to film school. So you know, some 
going from one thing to make a film, then going to a film school and then get to a film school and feeling discouraged to make a film because I was running out after a lot of things at the time because I really wanted to learn. Yeah. And I was looking for the opportunity to learn. I was I wanted to go for internship because, you know, I wasn't getting what I wanted from school. And, you know, I was in between that. And then after film school, I was just like, I think we need, I need to make uh, uh, my, I, I, I think I really need to make a film because others have been calling me to kind of like direct their film and all that. And I was like, uh, no, no. So I did some documentaries and even my, my final year project in school wasn't like, uh, like a short film, it was a documentary. So, and I was like, I, I think after that, I felt ready to make uh like a film, like a drama and all that. So I wrote and directed my first film um, with a couple of friends at the time. So the experience for me was kind of, um, I think it was kind of easy because at the time we, were, uh, we had already gathered um, some experience. I've been on other people's sets. For example, I've been on Precious sets where you didn't even know I was there. Yeah. You understand? So... I think I was doing set design for him. At the, I did set design for him at the time, you know. So I think when I got to film school, I just told myself that, you know, start from scratch, start from something simple. So I was doing set design, I was doing um, gaffing for a lot of people. So I just, I, I just wanted to be in the background and learn. So that was how it started for me. So by the time I made my first, first film, it wasn't really... It wasn't really stressful for me. Yeah. I think that's how I'll describe it. Although I can't say it's not, it's, it's really far from something special that we just made now. But I think the process was kind of easy. We already, because we already understood producing at the time, we already understood a couple of things. Uh, but, you know, the writing was terrible. The directing was probably really terrible too. And the couple of other things were terrible. But the process was kind of uh, easy. Hmm. Okay. Between that um that first film that you made and now, like what are some of these hard lessons you've learned as a director or as a filmmaker? I think I'll start with writing at first because a lot a lot of us do really pay attention to um writing. But along the line we had to we had to I sometimes we would be like, Oh, let's look for somebody to write and be like, No, no, this is not what this is not what we want. Mm. And then the writer will be like, this is not what we want. So we kind of got pushed into writing. Although we had the skill, like, you know, you've learned, we've learned it one way or the other. But we didn't want, we didn't, if we had the, uh, the choice or the opportunity, we would have, you know, said somebody else to do it. But we usually are, are forced to do it ourselves because, you know, we don't have the resources to pay people better than us to do it. So we're forced into learning how to write, learning how to do sound, sound design, sound recording, um, and all those other stuff. Even production design. Like I said, I used to do set design. So I had eyes for production design too, and because of my um, artistic path too. So all those things are the things that, are, that we've learned and improved on from our first film to something special. So okay. those are the major things that, that, that um, happened to me that time. 
Okay, precious, how about you? Yeah, I agree with Tosin with everything he said because so for my for my first film, I don't think I can point out one thing that I did right, honestly, because when I, I the only thing that I the only good thing about it was actually making it. The mistakes that I made with the first film, say something, sort of like shaped me to who I am today. There is a whole lot that I learned from that experience from that again i don't know if i should use the word failure because making it was a great experience and i'm glad that i took that step and i pushed myself to make it because everything does itself from lighting to cinematography to editing every single thing pre-production production post-production everything that has to do with filmmaking i think i got wrong with that film mm. and yeah um when i look back i think it would have been a better way to go at it is to have someone who has a little bit of experience than you in a production where you don't even have any experience rather than going at it and sort of like learning on the go i don't know if i feel that's the mistake that i did that i shouldn't have but then doing that sort of like made me know how it is when I do this wrong, rather than being told doing this way is wrong. And then um, since I've not experienced it, I may feel that, okay, I could still do it and get away with it. But having that experience and doing this and making those mistakes and getting it wrong, of course, it would make sense if I didn't the guys to make those mistakes again. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we really... Um, and that is a strong improvement in something special. Yeah, let's talk about something special. Um, I mean, I'm aware that something special is an anthology of three stories. Um, how did that journey start? Where did you guys start? So, um, um, I, something special started as um, just one short thing. Okay. You know, one day pressure is just covered and it was like, you have, I have a script and I think you guys will love this. And then we read it and we liked it and it was like, like he wants to shoot it, blah, blah. And then the first thing special happened. So along the line, we, we on guard for more. Not as, not for some, more of something special, but then I think we, I, I, I think after that something special, we felt like we were ready to make a, make a, a first feature film. Yeah. Because I think we had a conversation and we were like, um, we don't want to make short films again. Like, dude, like I think we are ready to at least give um, our first feature film a try. Mm. So we started um, development stage for a totally different story. You know, okay. so along the line, we started. We, in fact, we, we we had done budgeting for that story at the time. We we had started writing. We done uh, development story. We done everything for it. So we had even done budget for it. And I think we 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 started thinking of casting, and yeah. we realized that we might not be able to make that film the okay. way we want to make it. The resources we have. And I think the conversation then led into um, maybe us making um, like a series or a web series. 
or something to we I think yeah we were talking about making a web series and then uh, something special came to mind and we're like oh we have something that already got uh as an audience as at least we we at the time we made that first something special it gave us uh, the kind of traction we had gotten before yeah which which story did you shoot first um uh, we shot the Benjamin and Abigail story first. okay yeah yeah. I mean, maybe let's say the first half of Benjamin and Abigail's story, because the second half of Benjamin and Abigail's story was not there before. Okay. Yeah. So we, so people like, really liked it, and then they wanted to see more of it. So I think we we're just like, why not make this um, like an anthology uh, web series or something like that? So we started development for that, and. The conversation then led into just making it a making it an anthology feature film. So that was the birth of uh, something special as an anthology feature film. Yeah. Okay. So did both of you write the three stories, or one person was more, you know, involved in the writing? Um. Yes. So for Angel, Tosin was more involved in the writing. I simply. Um, added a few things to it. Um, then for Benjamin and Abigail, I had room service. I wrote it. Okay. And um, Adekunle Baju as well. So for the first part of Benjamin and Abigail, Adekunle Baju, that's um, a top friend, also a writer, um, he wrote some part of it as well. Okay. And um, for Benjamin and Abigail, what inspired that story? Was it like purely fiction or based on something that happened to somebody total fiction all all the three stories are total fiction okay and um yeah let, let's talk about benjamin and abigail more like um you know there's this thing with short films that because you have a limited amount of time people always struggle with you know starting and wrapping up the story in a timely fashion um Tosin just mentioned that you guys shot the first half of Benjamin and Abigail. Um, what made you decide to go the direction you went with for the remaining part of the story? Okay. Um, so the remaining part of the story has always, it hasn't always been on my mind as to how I wanted it to go. But after the first part, um, I knew that the story would continue right so it was more of um sitting down analyzing how the story have been so far and then basically just um, letting it lead and see what comes out of it step by step yeah but i always knew that okay i always knew that um the ending was gonna be the way it is because for me when i come up with a story i I think it, it it's I usually have the beginning and the ending in mind, and then everything that happens in between sort of like flows through. But then, of course, with an ending in mind, I'm not still like, it's not so much set in stone that, okay, it has to go this way. But um, then as the story flows and as the writing um, goes on, um, it is possible for the events that happen along the way to sort of like shape into something else. But most of the time, 
um, the ending still end up, you know, being what I had set it out to be. Okay. Yeah. And um, I mean, I must commend you, like, all the stories were, like, you know, in limited locations, but for Benjamin and Abigail, it was in two locations. And I mean, for the second part, you know, when they went on the balcony, you could see, I'm guessing you shot it in Lagos. Yes. But yeah, you could see like a part of Lagos that we haven't really seen, you know, most of the films being made in Lagos, there's always the island vibe and all that. Like um, what informed that location that you used? Okay, so for that location, um, <laughs> um, I, I, I went to an hotel. That's the second location, though. Yeah. We're talking about the second location, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to a hotel with um, my wife, and we spent some time there. And um, that was the same. The, the hotel that we shot at was actually the place that um, we spent some time um, during that period. And. Yeah. Seeing that location, for some reason, I'm supposed to be having a good time with my wife, but then <laughs> with the love of filmmaking, uh, any, wherever I am, whatever idea that comes to mind, I just, you know, pick it up. So based on how the place looked and with, um, with the fact that we are sort of like planning to continue the story for Benjamin and Abigail, we saw how this location is and we knew that, okay, we wanted the rest of the scene to happen in what we should call um, Benjamin's house. Um, so seeing that location, it sort of like worked. And what I did was take pictures and videos and share it with Tosin and, and Baju and they took a look at it and they also attested to the fact that it works for the for the scene and of course that balcony that balcony just took it away because from seeing that balcony um the very first time i just knew that if we had these people here at night it's gonna feel romantic and i and i hope we really got that and yeah. yeah seeing that bridge at the extreme end all the way from there it it felt really romantic and i i, I just knew that um it would be great to shoot there. And yeah, I'm glad we had the opportunity to. And yeah. Yeah, what part of Lagos is it? It's, um, sorry, it's on the island. Um, okay, interesting. Ikoi. Okay. Nice. Yeah, let's go to room service. Um, So same thing, room service. Yeah, talk about that a bit more. Like room service. What was going through your head when you were writing that? Um. Okay, let me even ask. So basically, you feel... Did you have like a feeling that these stories are not um, fictional? Not necessarily. I just, for me, I, I'm just curious about like, you know, where the inspiration comes from. Because yeah, inspiration comes from different places. You might read something somewhere or someone might tell you. So it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not that mm -hmm. after watching it, I was like, nah, this, this thing can't happen and all that. It wasn't necessarily that. It was just like the curiosity to you know, know, understand, you know, like this creative process, where ideas come from and, you know, how we cultivate those ideas. Yeah. 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 I mean, I asked because I feel it would be cool if um, you felt that and at the end of the day, it wasn't. Because one thing, as much as it is fiction, um, one thing we 
tried to push for was realism. Yeah. We wanted people to feel like um, these things can happen. Yeah. We didn't want to lean so much on fiction. We didn't want people to feel like, okay, this is just a film. It can happen in real life. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got some of those feedbacks in terms of, okay, this felt so realistic. This felt like, um, especially with the dialogues, this felt like um, how two people would communicate. So I'm really proud of those feedback and grateful for them. Um, but of course, um, as a filmmaker, you tend to draw some things from um, personal life. Not to say that mm -hmm. <laughs> I had, um, I in being in a room with um, it was just no. But um, I think in terms of um, a virgin trying to have sex for the first time. I think yeah. that was the major path, path. That was the major path that I drew from my personal experience. Because um, again, um, when I got married to my wife, and we got married as virgins, and we hadn't had sex, had sex for um, at all. So yeah. our first time was um, our first time had some of those experience with um, asking, "Is it in?" and you know, things like that. Yeah. It, um, it, I was, I know, like, so it felt odd, you get, even uh. while writing, putting all of that into writing. And after stepping back and reading it, I asked myself, did I actually write this? So, of course, I took, that was the only part that I took from my personal experience. And um, every other thing, I tried to, like, change it up a bit and um, see how, if we put it in this certain situation or this certain scenario, how does it play out? And I think also before even deciding that, okay, the story was going to be about um, this guy who um, is having sex for the first time and this girl who is um, doing prostitution for the first time. Um, before then, I had had um, an idea regarding the title room service. It wasn't supposed to go this particular, the story wasn't really like this, but that whole title to room service and um, a lot of things happening in one room. I had that idea for some time. So um, yeah, I'm glad we were able to like shape it up into this. It was really challenging. The writing was quite easy, but challenging in the sense of having to pull back my personal beliefs and my personal self from it and sort of like tell the story for what it is yeah and um not put any moral aspect to it and just you know dive into the story and let it lead wherever it um goes so, yeah. yeah okay so like i mean you just said you had to pull back your personal beliefs so how do you feel now um you know walking into this project and directing it and i guess exploring this situation but removing yourself a bit how how did that work for you yeah it worked so well i'm glad i did because um so things with the condom removal um the is it in all these stuff putting it on screen um because of the old pg um yeah because of the old um um pg nature of it i i sort of like I would step back and I'm like, okay, do I want to include this? Hmm. But I'm glad that I 
decided not to go that way because if I'm going to do that, then I'm not letting this story to um, to really flow. I'm sort of like putting a lot of control into it and that is not really what I want to do with a story. Yeah. So really stepping back and not allowing myself to take so much control and let these characters breathe and let them just take me on this ride on this journey and see what comes out of it. I think it was a really good experience because I remember after writing it and after consciously setting my personal self aside, I think after writing it, I felt really fulfilled and it sort of like puts me on a different um, aspect of writing. It made me understand that I need to do that more often yeah. and not let my personal judgments to... Um, shape the story and just let it go for what it is yeah i mean i i mean it's you know it's life um things are not always pg and experiences of these characters are not always ours and it's you know it's about allowing them to exist in that story and yeah i mean it's cool that you know you you decide to take this approach and yeah um the story felt more realistic i guess for that reason because if if it was a bit more censored you know you know it will feel yeah this is not realistic people don't talk like this that kind of thing but yeah um nice one okay so Tosin, let's talk about angel again um i mean you are the principal writer for angel um how did that story come about? All right. So um, for Angel, um, I think in development stage, we when we were coming up with different stories uh, to work on, I think we had more than three stories to work on. So we were just coming up with ideas. And um, I think at a point we came up with, we wanted to do something with um, the experience of um, pregnancy. I think we, we wanted to do something with um, the intimacy between um, um, a child and a mother, or maybe the idea of um, a new life. Yeah. So, yeah, we wanted to do something with that. You know, the special moment that comes with um, um, giving birth to a child. Uh. I think that we wanted to do something with that. That's why we. Uh, that's why we went with that. Uh, that's that's what birthed the idea of um, um, angel. You know, we wanted to do something with. Um, we wanted to explore that moment of um, childbirth, and then it grew from there up to what it is now. And yeah, I mean, I must commend you. Like the baby when she gave birth looked very realistic like a newborn baby it's actually it was a, it's a two month old baby or three months old baby nice well done yeah so we we, hey, uh, we had weeks, weeks. weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, i knew i knew it was something too sharp because the baby was really 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 fresh like this was like <laughs> fresh from the mother yeah so, it was difficult getting a baby. Oh. Like we had the conversation, and we were like, I, I think at first, this was one of the most challenging stories for us. And we, at, I think, at the point we wanted to shy away from making it, but mm. we we're like, 
dude, let's just make it. If we are, if we can do this one, then we know that yes, we 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 um we passed the order of um, doing something like this because we knew it was going to be challenging. Yeah. Was it the last story you shot? Um, kind of. What was it? Pressure, was it the last time we shot? Oh, no, no, it wasn't the last. Um, it wasn't shot... the last. It was second, to, I think, second to the last or something. Okay. Yeah, so the second part of Benjamin and Abigail was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so after we shot Angel, we shot um, the second part of Benjamin and Abigail. Uh, making films is all about, you know, troubleshooting and finding solutions. Like, how did you end up finding a two week old baby? Uh, I, I think one of the things that would. Uh, I would uh, give uh, credit to about our team is we are good at troubleshooting. I think yeah. we are actually very good at troubleshooting because we 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 do that a lot. We do that a lot. So we were up. In fact, there was a day we we camped at uh, one of our friends, uh, one of our producers' house, um, Baju. And I think, yeah, we can, we were at his house and we were discussing different things. And I think he went to the mall to get some things. And on the way, like by the bus stop, we saw this lady with a, like a, a newborn baby. Uh. And Precious was like, let's talk to this woman. <laughs> we're like, how do we just talk to this woman? Don't we look like kidnappers or something? Like, yeah. what do we even want to say? So we were... But the courage just came from nowhere, like pressure by two things. Like, just let's try this out. Like, you are the only one that can speak to you, but this, this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was just pushing me, like, okay, let's try to talk to this lady. And I think myself and Dan uh, went ahead, and then the others joined us, and then we were able to cajole them into uh, letting us use their baby. And they actually agreed, but we didn't eventually use that baby. But that was the, that was the kind of, that was the kind of courage and, you know, that was the attitude towards getting what whatever we want for our team. That was the attitude we had towards getting like doing everything we can to get it. So we we kept we kept searching. We had that baby in mind, but we still kept searching. We we're like, no, this is still not what we want. So mm. Let's just have this in case we don't see something else. So we still kept searching. We we're asking different people, and then I think somehow. Um, Precious is causing, you know, I had a neighbor that are just giving birth. Because, oh, is it from church or something, Shaf? And that, that was how we got the person. Okay. So, yeah, how was it um, working with a two-week-old um, actor? I think the difficulty... It, it was actually difficult because there were a lot of boundaries. Yeah. There were a lot of do's and don'ts. There were a lot of like we were, we were very 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 careful and we knew this would happen from the beginning so we had conversations with the uh with the um with the fx person and uh, with the um special effects person were like a big we don't want anything you're going to use on this baby we don't want you to harm the baby so we had a conversation about the things they want to use on the baby and how it's not, it's going to be safe for the baby. And then she was on point on that. And, um, you know, the mother was there. Huh. And then we also had a nurse on set. Okay. Yeah, we also had a nurse on set. And, you know, these are the things. We just had to put some things in place to make sure that the baby was safe first. Yeah. And then, you know, we're asking questions on how do we make the baby cry? 
happens when we need to be able to cry. Or, so these are the things we have to, you know, know before working with the baby. It was actually difficult. And, you know, time, the time of the day that we were filming, it was cold. Hmm. So once we see cut, they like they come with wrappers to wrap the baby and you know that that might um, some people mentioned that the baby looks dry blah, blah, blah. it's ah, it was difficult putting uh, liquid on the baby's body at that time of the day yeah so yeah so it was like it was actually really difficult achieving that but we are happy that we are still able to do something with uh, with what we had. It was actually fun because speaking of that um, crying part, I remember on set when we were trying to get a close-up of the baby when the baby just came out and we were trying to like make the baby cry and the baby was just staring yeah. at the camera and just there. Uh-huh. <laughs> a baby that had been crying like before. Like, we were like, crying now. <laughs> and the baby was just there, no crying. So yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, and every every cry that you hear in Angel was the real cry of the baby. We didn't do any, um, we didn't get any other sound from any other platform. So yeah. I'm really glad that we had to use or were able to use the baby, the actual baby, the actual crying of the baby in the film. Yeah. So since directing this project, how was how did it you know feel you know this kidnapping scenario? Um, also, you know, yeah. dealing with childbirth, you had to, you know, stick to um, certain accurate de- depictions of um, this story. Like, how was that for you directing? For both of us, yeah, I think we, I usually, at the end of it, I usually have uh, my, my, my team to thank for everything because it's not um, a one-man um, thing and I have them to thank for it because Doing something like this, like I mentioned, we almost didn't want to do it because we had a lot of uh, back and forth on, you know, the, we knew it was going to, like we, it, it wasn't something we, it's not a kind of story that we are used to making. Yeah, the challenge of making the film was um, being accurate with a lot of things, especially the childbirth uh, um, scene. So we had to do a lot of research. We had to do a lot of research. We had to watch films and I had to do a lot of, uh, uh, like I mentioned, we had a nurse on set. So I think so we, we before set, we had the conversations and we had to get some in from nurses, mothers, you know, I mean, I never, I never, I never bumped a kid before. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I'm not a woman, so. We have to get a lot of insights from women, get things on from online. Um, like I have to watch YouTube of childbirth and you know, and I I have to be accurate. Like even from writing, right from writing, I have to be accurate with the process of, you know, the contraction, dilation, everything. Mm. I have to be accurate with it. So I have to look for. You know, when you're saying, when you say process of how to do something, like I have yeah. to know the process and I have to know that this process is universal and what could go wrong in situations like this. So those, the, doing the research helped us even write the film, write the story better. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, I'm going to ask the both of you to mention three random facts about yourself. 
Um, let's start with you, Tosin. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, three random things about you. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm big on music, too. I think that's one of the things. Uh, I think the people that will know that about me, I think Precious will know, too. And maybe people that we went to film school together. Yeah. Because I used, I, I used to play the guitar, too. And Precious used to play the guitar, too. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I think I'm big on music too. I I kind of have, have an understanding of music, music arrangement, and all these things. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Yeah, another thing maybe that maybe I might have mentioned it. I started um I started out as um I think I would say yes. I started out as a set designer because you know. I asked myself at the time, I didn't have a camera. Mm. I was in a film school. I was like, how do I get into sets? How do I get on sets with everybody that's making their own thing? You understand? Because there were people that were making film and all those things, you know. That was one of the reasons Precious didn't know or couldn't remember that I was on his uh, first film because I was a set, uh, set dresser. Yeah. So, yeah, I started with set design and set dressing. And then... Uh, kind of the ladder. Okay. Um, what else? One final one. Mm. Mm. Precious, hope you're ready. Yeah, I think one of the things I actually just realized about myself too is, um, so for me, what I'm about to say was, is based on, you know, when you're already, I'm like, I'm already in filmmaking and I've done a lot of things in filmmaking. I've done sound, I've done, you know, almost everything. Yeah. And, but at when you start uh, moving on with you know you're like okay what do you really want to do because i know that i just want to make films mm. and there are some things i know that I, I i don't want to bother about so i started dropping those things and then moving on to being a director producer so i realized that producing is actually i think i, I feel like producing is actually my maybe going to be my biggest strength at the end of the day yeah like looking into the future, maybe producing is going to be a big, biggest strength. You understand? So I think that's one of the things people don't know about me. Okay. All right. Precious, over to you. This is a really tough question. And it's about me, so it shouldn't be tough. But I've been really back in my head. But I think the three that I have, um, I sing. I think mm. I mentioned it earlier. Um, people who don't know me before filmmaking, wouldn't know that I sing, but yeah, I sing. Um, what parts? Like what a, parts? Is it in the choir you sing? Yeah, in the choir. Okay, what but parts do you anymore. sing? Not anymore. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm an auto singer. Okay. Um, I'm a secondly, I'm a I'm an emotional person. Um. Is that something to add? <laughs> I mean, I think so. Like you're you're a director, and um, you know, sometimes you have you have to make these emotions come across exactly. in your films. So it's a good yeah. strength. Yeah, I'm a very emotional person because um, I, I sometimes I wonder why because I try to be a hard guy because I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah. I try to be a hard guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm I. I have this strong connection with the emotional part of me and I thought one should be, I love animals, but I fear them. 
And I think that's one reason I didn't pursue being a vet because <laughs> I would like to, it, it felt like an interesting thing to do. But yeah. then I don't think, as much as I love dogs and as much as I love cats, I love to see them. But if it is to, okay, actually like touch cavi things like that, I probably it's because I didn't grow up having a pet. Although at some point in my life, I think I had a rabbit, but yeah. the rabbit is not there anymore. Okay. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.